Depeche, 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 C. Can't believe the band continued on past that song. That should have been the end of it. Like they weren't taken out back and shot <laughs> yeah. after that song. That Eddie would took them serious at all. We should change the theme music of this podcast to that song every episode too, not just this one. Deepachi. This is how the episode should start. What does Depeche mean? It's a fashion magazine that the band named themselves after French. Man, that's great. What a... Mm-hmm. No, what a great band. I did think one thing that would be funny is if we did nothing else in this whole episode except talk about The Cure and how great they are. The whole time. If there is a band that needs a cure, I would say it's Depeche Mode. Maybe that's where they got their name. We're The Cure for this garbage. It's The Cure for Depeche Mode. Did you know there was this guy who tried to sue the creators of the game World of Warcraft because he said the game was depressing? <laughs> He said the game was depressing and he tried to call in Martin Gore of Depeche Mode (laughs) as an expert witness on being depressed. I am not making this up. You remember when that Nazi piece of shit guy, Richard Spencer, said that Depeche Mode was the official band of the alt-right? Yeah, I do remember that. Depeche Mode practically (laughs) told him to go fuck himself. Not practically, I'm pretty sure like he did. Fuck you, no. What would it be like if your favorite band personally told you to go fuck yourself. Those dudes are fucked up though. They're like, Nazis are fucked. They think like, oh, well that's just what they have to say. Pretty sure that's exactly what they mean. Oh, you think that Nazis. That's what what Nazis think Depeche Mode is just covering their asses on this one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like he's gonna send like a private message. Like, no, it's it's cool, dude. Thank you. If they're gonna say this band is saying the opposite of what they really think about that, we could do that with everything this band has ever said. (laughs) No, man, they just can get enough. They're only saying that they can't. Thinking the opposite of Depeche Mode, this would be the happiest band. If you could somehow expose a music critic to just can't get enough, for the first time in their life, (laughs) they're hearing it in like their 20s somehow. Did not tell them it was Depeche Mode. Did not tell them anything. What do you think about this song? No way. If you could get someone to be honest, that they would say that it's a good song. I don't know. Do you remember when everyone convinced themselves that clap your hands and say yeah was a good <laughs> band? Yes, of course. So I don't really know what I, to I, say I just, here. <laughs> well, part of that is you have to strip away influences of other people or what people are saying is cool. We should say real fast, just in case anyone's already breaking something. We're not going to just talk shit on just can't get enough the whole episode. But we could. We, we definitely could do that. Arguably, it should be the end of the band. I think if we're going to do that, we should save it for an episode on Erasure because Jess Can't Get Enough is from the version of Depeche Mode that isn't really the Depeche Mode that, that everyone thinks of now. Right. This is when Vince Clark was in the band. He was the main guy. He pretty much left out of the first album and he started Yaz, Yazoo, depending upon which mm-hmm. side of the ocean you live on. <laughs> That's that band that has that song, Only You, which was used in the Christmas episode of the British Office. Oh, right, I think yeah. it's how most people in America were turned on to this song. Then the guy went on to be Erasure. Right. So this is a person who was in Depeche Mode, didn't like any of the shit he saw coming that we're about to talk about. <laughs> saw what was coming down the tracks. And got out. 
We might as well go ahead and introduce the other members of this band. There's Martin Gore. Everyone knows Martin Gore. If you know people that love the band. Martin Gore is probably going to take more licks than anyone else in this episode. As he should. As he probably wants. If <laughs> Judging by the lyrics. If we can trust. Maybe he's into it. If we can trust him to know himself right. and represent himself accurately. Probably happy about all the punishment he's about to receive. I was going to say, is he going to be listening to this episode feverishly, like, stroking? I'll be so honest right now. I have no idea how or why any of this BDSM stuff works. I just know what I see is a lot of leather and self-deprecation or something. Yeah. I don't know. Being choked does not do it for me. I (laughs) don't want you to hit me with anything. Me either. (laughs) A hundred percent don't want to get hit. Yeah. Leather just sounds uncomfortable to me. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I've never owned a pair of leather pants. I'll go so far as to say, if you've worn a pair of leather pants in your life, you almost definitely do not have a single friend. Because friends don't let friends wear leather pants. You maybe have acquaintances. So you know how there are some bands who have a guy who is not good at singing but does everything else yeah all the other stuff every now and then he'll take lead on a song he sings lead on one or two songs on an album yeah yeah. one or two songs in the live show all the true fans of the band you know put their hands over their heart oh he's singing yeah he's singing one it's all of that yeah depeche mode is one of those bands arguably martin gore is depeche mode even probably according to martin gore if we can judge how various inner band feuds turned out Mm. everyone else in this band is, is replaceable. Is replaceable. Yeah. Except, except the, the guy. guy he picked to be the mouthpiece of the band, Dave Gahan. I don't really know what more to say about Dave. I do strongly believe that if Martin Gore had picked someone else yeah. to be the singer of this band, all of this would have happened the same way. But the other member of the band hardcore fans are really going to tell you about is Alan Wilder. They're going to mm. let you know that he's a classically trained musician. This is one of the predictable responses that this episode will receive. Depeche Mode sucks so hard at making music. Remind me which one of you guys is a classically trained composer again? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little rusty on music theory, but I'm pretty sure that Depeche is the worst mode. Listen, classical music sucks. Next time you're at a party where they have Depeche Mode playing, here's what I would like you to do. Take over the aux chord, stop Depeche Mode in the middle of a song, and put on whatever classical music you think is the best classical music that was ever recorded. Let me know how long that shit lasts, all right? Nobody fucking likes classical music, first of all. Nobody. Second of all, I promise you that classical music is the last thing anyone is even thinking of when they press play on Depeche Mode. If you ask someone who is your favorite band and they say something like, I love Beethoven. I don't know. This may be one of the worst possible answers to get. That's never happened to me. Never happened because you don't hang out with those types of people. I don't even know who those types of people are. I have no clue. I feel like you don't go outside your house if (laughs) if classical. I'm serious. No, that's a really good thing. You have 75 cats. You're a shut-in. Yeah. Point being, no one's sitting around their house with their 75 cats thinking to themselves, I love classical music so much. And then pressing play on 
Depeche Mode. No. Those two things Zero. are not fucking connected. There's no crossover this there. This guy might as well have a bachelor's degree in carpentry. You might as well be commenting, oh yeah, Depeche Mode sucks so hard at making industrial <laughs> music. Did you know that he's got a bachelor's degree in carpentry? <laughs> he hits wood with a hammer to right. make samples. <laughs> he knows the right way to do it. The exact tone he's looking for. Last person introduced this band has a member of the band that even the hardcore fans of this this band joke amongst each other about how completely unnecessary this guy is. Andy Fletcher, the Fletch, as he is affectionately known and seen. So one of my favorite things is anytime there's a band that's known for having one image. And even when you think of bands that have this kind of image, that's the actual band you think of. It's not a huge deal. Again, this is sort of a just can't get enough situation. It's not worth hanging out on. But Depeche Mode definitely dressed like the asshole preppy characters from every John Hughes movie for a little while at the beginning <laughs> of their career. Yeah, again, if you could just take someone that somehow has never heard this stuff and expose them to that picture and that band, what do you think about this band? And not tell somehow they didn't know they were Depeche Mode. I'm talking like salmon pink frat boy Rage Against Machine fanboys shirts mixed with flock of seagulls hair. This band dressed exactly like Duran Duran for a while the cover art for construction time again completely looks like a david lee roth solo album <laughs> it even sounds like it though construction time again sounds like it would be like a van halen record then this band went dark and when i say dark i'm talking dark like dave gahan at one point in his life slept in a coffin yeah, <laughs> his bed was a coffin and seems to have completely developed an allergy to wearing shirts. I physically don't think he can wear shirts. Not for longer than half an hour. Yeah. I, I don't think I could find a picture of him wearing a shirt. He's mostly in vests. He wears vests. But right. vests are not shirts. They're vests. I think even by the time Just Can't Get Enough music video rolled around. They had already started down this path. Martin Gore, for sure, started dressing real wild. I'm pretty sure this guy shows up to every photo shoot, every yeah. video shoot, every television studio taping with no other goal in mind than to make the rest of the guys in the band laugh their asses off. <laughs> this band is the audio version of a leather bar. Yeah, yes. This band might as well have invented leather bars. Paved the way for every man in America feeling comfortable to wear leather, whether they know it or not. These guys have easily killed over a thousand cows a thousand way more there's no telling how no, much leather we're talking dude, about the pesh mode is worth five thousand cows really fuck yes wow dude. think about how many years they've been playing shows this band wears so much leather that in the 90s when the gap was making those commercials where they had people dressed up and singing sort of karaoke versions of pop songs. Yeah. They use Just Can't Get Enough in the commercial promoting their line of leather pants and jackets. They're all just standing around wearing various articles of leather clothing, singing Just Can't Get Enough. It's just crazy. And I just can't see it's so painfully obvious and easy. If we were to go to a bar right now, guy or girl wearing that much leather, I would just assume Depeche Mode is in their top five it is. or top two or even number one favorite band. Oh, 
God forbid you see a guy without a shirt on wearing a leather vest, 100% chance he's a Depeche Mode super fan. It's either that or he is absolutely sick and tired of people coming up to him and talking, <laughs> talking about Depeche Mode and can't figure it out. If you're that guy from now on when somebody asks you what your favorite band is, you have to say Beethoven. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You could do it with more than just leather too. It's sort of all goth shit across the board. If you see someone in a coffee shop reading a Poppy Z Bright novel. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most painfully obvious stereotype of men who wear eyeshadow. You are for sure a Depeche Mode fan. Speaking of men who wear eyeshadow, I did want to make sure to point out, especially because we were just talking about bands who started off looking one way, Ministry's first album came out the same year as that Depeche Mode album, Construction Time Again. Mm -hmm. So while Depeche Mode were just starting to dip their toes in this water, Ministry was flying high yeah. with the flock Exploding. of seagulls, baby. <laughs> yeah. Going for it. Yeah. Which if you've never listened, if you only know Ministry from like their last... I don't know, 20 years worth of stuff. <laughs> From yeah, everything, everything else they did that. except for this first album. <laughs> yeah, but you got to listen to the first album. You would never know that it's oh, ministry. Yeah. If you look at when people start to think of Depeche Mode as becoming Depeche Mode, which is right around the time of Construction Time Again and Some Great Reward, Killing Joke was already right there. If you go back five years earlier, check out this album called The Bridge by Thomas Lear and Robert Rental. That's a recommendation that'll rewrite some software. Almost no one has heard that album except for all the right people for <laughs> you to end up hearing so much music that you wouldn't give a shit about if you knew about this album. It's called The Bridge by Thomas Lear, L-E-E-R, Robert Rental. A lot of Depeche Mode fans, at least the ones that I know of, when you say, what do you think their influences were? They're like, can't name anything. They invented this. I really do think that gothy people really do think that Depeche Mode invented a genre of music. Might be signing yourself up for some hate mail. I'll... Say I agree with you. I do not hang out at goth night. I do not drink absinthe. I don't carry a cane around. I don't dress like Tim Burton's The Penguin. You don't wear thick I, boots and uh, spiky yeah. things. It's weird the crossover between the goth world and the BDSM world. It's sort of impossible to look at all this leather. And it's not just leather, by the way. We're not, if you've never seen a picture, seriously Google image search Depeche Mode right now. If you've never heard of this band, I do. oh buddy, your dog probably has some stuff that Martin Gore would try on if you let him. If you, for some reason, were trying to teach a class of second graders what bondage is, you'd probably just show them a picture of this band, yeah. intuitively guess the rest of it. They would go, oh. One of this band's big early singles was called Master and Servant. Yeah. You familiar with that one? Yeah. Domination's the name of the game in bed or in life. They're both just the same. Except in one, you're fulfilled at the end of the day. Let's play master and servant. See, but this theme is what makes Depeche Mode so boring. Mm -hmm. Just runs right down the middle of every Depeche Mode song and album for decades. Yeah. It doesn't move. It doesn't change. There's nothing ever outside of this. I control you ha 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 type shit. It gets old. It is old. I bet a lot of people who think they like this band, they probably know more songs by this band than most fans of most of the bands that we do episodes of. 
Sure. I would say that people probably know more Depeche Mode songs than Journey songs, for example. Yes, uh, deeper level of cuts here. However, I would also bet not many of these people have spent very much time listening to all the Depeche Mode songs that they know in one session. Yeah. You just hear it out somewhere, probably your favorite song that you heard that night, but it's the only Depeche Mode song you heard that night. I don't know how someone could sit down and listen to these albums over and over again. It is a hundred songs about the same exact thing thing every single time yeah this is like bdsm schoolhouse rock through everything someone who's got a serious kinky sex life right now is doing some hard thinking about their past (laughs) they're like running through everything like oh shit this is starting to make some sense it hurts Now that we've sold a bunch of shirts, maybe people will start responding to them wearing our shirt. We get tagged in posts all the time, I see. Yeah, if you get a shirt at yfbspod.com. I want to hear the stories. Oh, I definitely want to hear some stories. I bet it's a lot of people laughing at the shirt. I bet when you're walking around in a shirt that says your favorite band sucks on it, you get a lot of people who aren't dumb as fuck going, that shirt's funny. I hope. It's a great conversation starter or ender. If you're a single person and you're someone that goes on dates, you should buy a shirt and wear it on a date. Mm-hmm. It's a great litmus test. Figure out right away, oh, this person I'm going on this date with, his favorite band is Weezer. Text your friend, hey, uh, can you call me in a minute and tell me that you really need my help? Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Arguably, you really should, like if you're interested in a guy or you're interested in a girl and they legit are a Depeche Mode super fan, It is probably not someone that you want to date. And I'm not kidding. Do not want to date someone whose favorite band in the world is Depeche Mode. No jokes at all. I don't think it would be possible for this to be your favorite band without there being some consequences. There's no way this person is a positive, enjoyable person to be around. I don't, yeah. You cannot listen to this stuff all the time and think life is dandy. So here's why. What we're talking about is with very few exceptions, Depeche Mode's lyrics are about sex and drugs or both or some ambiguous thing where people will argue forever over which one it is this song's about sex no this song's about drugs it's possible to see many of these songs as being about one or the other but this isn't done in a way that all the other bands we've ever talked about singing about sex and drugs is done with this band it's an addictive relationship with these things a negative relationship to be in y'all for real yeah i'm so addicted to this stuff it's like the only thing i want to do and pretty much fuck you if (laughs) anything you say or think or feel or want conflicts with me feeling how i want to feel and that's all that's ever gonna matter while i'm alive never let me down again AKA keep me high an example of this kind of song promise me I'm safe as houses as long as I remember who's wearing the trousers this is so clearly and obviously talking about a hardcore drug addiction as if it's a person talking to the narrator of the song this is how it talks to me all day every day I've even seen Dave slap his forearm when he sings that line when they do this song live yeah it's uh the whole thing always If you think of an orgasm as a type of high, you could lump all of this together and just say all of the Pesh Mode songs are about getting high or wanting to be high and not getting high Mm -hmm. or having gotten high and someone trying to make you feel bad about it. It's Mm -hmm. always a relationship with the state of being high. And then when you know that and you accept that and then you read a lyric like, 
I could corrupt you. It would be easy watching you suffer, girl. It would please me. He's getting high off of this idea. This this idea is actually making him feel good. Exactly. Again, you don't want to date someone who listens to these lyrics and goes, oh, I love this. If you have a writer who keeps going back to this well, only writes about getting high, what you're going to end up with is a lot of self-centered bullshit. Because the other word we have for continuing to go back to that well of being high is addiction. And addiction is inherently self-centered. As such, Depeche Mode is one of the most selfish sounding bands yeah. you will ever hear if you start paying attention to these lyrics. Possibly the. This could be the most self-centered band in the history of music. It's all I want, I need, give me this, yes. do that yeah. for me yeah. or to me. I want you now. Let me show you the world in my eyes. Let me see you stripped down to the bone. Yeah. Do all of these things for my entertainment, my amusement, and or how dare you try to make me feel bad yeah. for wanting any of the things I just said. Do you want to date someone that thinks the songs are great? Do you want to listen to a band that literally is just drilling this idea into your brain all all the time <laughs> think about that this is what's being drilled into your brain all the time this band is ruining your relationships ruining you the main counter argument i expect us to get for this episode is the song people are people i could see someone thinking that people are people is the perfect rebuttal to everything that we just said I'm talking about that song too. Yeah, I was gonna say. That's not a song about how everyone should be nice to everyone because we're all the same. It's a song about how all of us should be nicer to the person singing the fucking song. It's obvious you hate me, though I've done nothing wrong. I never even met you, so what could I have done? I can't understand what makes a man hate another man. Uh -huh. Help me understand. This is just some more bullshit about how everyone needs to accommodate this person's needs. It's not about equality in any, it's a selfish motherfucker saying, can't everyone just let me do what I want? Right. Why can't you be cool to me? There's even some bullshit in the song about how different people have different needs. But I can't help it, I just need things differently than you need them. We need a guest star psychiatrist that comes on the show and talks about this fucked up shit. Another example of a song where this sex addict or drug addict or however you see it. Me addict. Being made to feel terrible for their behavior. The song Condemnation is exactly about this. Don't punish me. I'm just being honest about who I am and what I want and what I need. Mm -hmm. It's not my fault. Like the idea of a libertine. Like that. Same kind of person sure. here. The thing is, I just, all I could think is some Depeche Mode fan just like feverishly sitting at the computer right now, like typing out an email. Like you obviously haven't heard this song. Dude, I guarantee you, no matter what you're going to send us. There are no us, exceptions. I guarantee you, no matter what the song is, either a song selfishly about him or drugs. It's about getting high. Or a song that came out after George W. Bush was the president, and for some reason this band thought they should be writing political material. Yeah, but that, we'll just pretend that didn't happen. I mean, I don't understand how someone thinks there is any song that is an exception to anything that we've said. Someone's thinking that right now. Uh, I know, but I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that wrong. person. Sure. People also somehow manage to think that this music is sexy. Yeah. People put the Pesh mode on when it's sexy time. Mm. Mm -mm. Uh, here's my thing about music that especially if it's some sort of kinky 
vibe. Why do people assume that the kinky sex in the song is a kink that's somewhere on their spectrum of comfort? Right. You know, how many times has someone been dancing in a club? One of these kinky Depeche Mode songs comes on. They start getting a little freaky with someone. One thing leads to another. You go back to their place. Maybe they're going to ask you to choke them or whip <laughs> them. Some light Fifty Shades of Grey type stuff. Uh, then they go full Marquis de Sade on your ass. Next thing you know, you're wearing a fucking gimp mask and you can't breathe. Can you take a dump on my chest? Right. Gets really fucking crazy. What really that? quick. <laughs> what if that's the kind of kink? It could get real wild and I don't know if everyone's ready for that. It could get weird is all I'm, I'm saying. You just make the right choice. I don't think Depeche Mode is sexy unless your idea of sexy is watching someone jack off in a mirror. <laughs> it's just not. I think that soft sells about a million times sexier than sure. Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode just keeps getting off over and over again on this self-indulgent naughty trip. I'm naughty. It is the theme of every single song. If you did a writing exercise with Martin Gore and took away the concept of sin, he'd be yeah. entirely was, screwed. The band would not exist. What would he do? You know, I just feel like a dynamic songwriter is someone that can, you could just shoot them a topic and they can write a song about it. Shoot a topic to Martin Gore that isn't sin, sex, leather. What would he do? What would he write? I don't know. Well, yeah. It's, Martin, write a song about going fishing. Can't do it. Roger Waters could do that. By the end of the song, you're shoving the fish up your ass. <laughs> if Martin's got the pen, that's what's happening. You're sticking the hooks in your arm because you think it's cool or something. People are people is such a bad song. I thought it was a Tears for Fears song for most of my life. Well, because it sounds like a song that could be written by Tears for Fears. It just sounds like a 12-year-old wrote it. It sounds like an insecure kid wrote it. Oh, so. yeah. Why don't people like me? Why don't they like me. People are people, so why should it be that you and I should get along so awfully? People are people. <laughs> why don't you like me? I know those aren't the words. Don't email me. I think that this band wouldn't be as famous as they are if they didn't start incorporating the sound of guitars into their music. Their biggest song is Personal Jesus has that ding, 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 ding. I thought that was a Marilyn Manson song. People could convince themselves that they were listening to a rock band yeah. at a time when all these other bands were just a bunch of weirdos with weird hair playing keyboards and not making real music. Depeche Mode sort of snuck in the back door, at least by using samples of guitars instead of going full keyboard sound. Mm. This is what I just think of them as, though. I don't, Even the guitars just sound like puny little baby instruments. If you think that this band is some gritty, nasty hybrid of rock and electronic music, you need to be listening to the band Suicide. Not just the album that critics know they've got to put on the 100 best albums ever list. Every time. Listen to all of the music that Suicide made. I don't think Marilyn Manson could possibly exist in a world without Depeche Mode. No. If you dial the knob on this band about two turns to the right, you're going to end up at Lincoln Park. No joke. Yes. What's the difference? I think a lot of people think Depeche Mode paved the way for so many other gothy, vibey bands. But the truth is, is Depeche Mode paved the way for so many horrible bands. Their brand of electro pop was very predictive of where music was going popular. This is one of the most popular and commercially successful bands ever. They sold over a hundred million records. Yeah. Peak 
success. This sort of underground vibe that people seem to think they have when they bring up the They're delusional. Mode. Like sellout stadiums. They're not underground. People talk about this band like it's an indie no, band. No, you're right. They talk about the band like they think you don't know who Depeche Mode is. There are basically a handful of bands from every decade that get to keep being a band for the rest of all time. The Rolling Stones are the band from their era that just gets to keep being that band. Forever. Do you have any clue how many other bands were making a lot of money at the same time as that band? You don't know who they are. Depeche Mode, if this band's logo was lips with a tongue sticking out like the Rolling Stones logo, mm -hmm. you would be as familiar with it. Depeche Mode fans are the Rolling Stones fans of the 80s. I don't see very much of a difference between Depeche Mode and Human League. How is Depeche Mode's body of work so much greater than Don't You Want Me? All this shit sounds like a Casio keyboard. I don't know why Depeche Mode gets treated more seriously than Duran Duran. Well, also, when a band is like this, I just assume that everything you're watching when you watch it live is just their track anyways. This is nobody's playing this. Almost all of it, yeah. I don't think they're playing any of their instruments. It is pretty hilarious to watch Martin Gore hold a guitar for an entire song, like Enjoy the Silence, and only play six notes on it. Right. He's just holding the guitar, not even pretending to play it. It's just weird. When bands do do that especially when it's obvious not exaggerating at least a hundred tracks going on behind the scenes including vocal backups at least nobody's pretending that martin gore is some great guitar player like the edge though these guys do approximately the same stuff on guitar the other thing about the Pesh Mode music that i know a lot of people are not going to want to accept and we've already touched on it a little bit Depeche Mode makes industrial music. It's as industrial as Nine Inch Nails. Everyone calls Nine Inch Nails industrial. Yeah, yeah. Go watch the music video for People Are People. They're on a big ship turning gigantic valve wheels. They're hitting huge iron chains in time with the music. It looks like a fucking Fritz Lang movie. They're basically like the poppy version of Ramstein. Yeah. The exact same vibe. It's a poppier version of Ramstein. There's a reason why that band has covered the song Stripped. Go watch the music video for Stripped if you want to see Depeche Mode smashing a car up with sledgehammers in time with the music. Yeah. It's what industrial bands do and That's their do. Thing. I have seen people do the industrial dance moves in oh, Depeche Mode, buddy. and you can't do industrial dance moves <laughs> to non-industrial music. It's true. Go read interviews with this band where they talk about as soon as they got in the studio, they'd ask where the kitchen was so they could take the pots and pans, throw them down the staircase, and record it to sample it. Making songs out of samples of jackhammers and crystal glasses being tapped with spoons and throwing pots and pans down stairwells. It's pretty industrial. It's also just not as interesting as anyone thinks it is. If it were, it would be the band Einstein Neubauten. Big fan. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about this shit. I wonder if other industrial bands hate Depeche Mode. Guarantee it. It's like you are fucking ruining our fucking genre of music. They're the pre-Nine Inch Nails. But they can't exist without Depeche Mode. are such a clusterfuck. Do you think there's Nine Inch Nails fans that hate Depeche Mode? Because deep down they know that Nine Inch Nails wouldn't exist without Depeche Mode? No way. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> Hey gang, it's Tyler breaking in here. We wanted to commemorate our Beethoven episode with a little something special. So go to shop.yfbspod.com to pre-order our newest t-shirt. It's terrible. I designed it myself. There is one funny thing about Depeche Mode that they do is they'll get a bunch of people to remix their songs. And if one of the remixes is better, 
then that's the version that they'll play in their concerts from yeah, then on. that's cheating. More bands should probably do this, though. Outsource the work. <laughs> oh, you can make our song better? Awesome. We like your version of our shitty song better. So we wrote these songs. Can everybody remix them? And then we're going to pick the best one. <laughs> Why is Violator one of the most overrated albums in history? I don't know, but it is on every single possible list of Top 100, top 50, probably top 20 albums of all time. I don't know what makes this album even any better than all the other Depeche Mode albums. I don't understand why this album gets to be better than those. Because it has more songs that people hear out in bars. The largest collection of songs that people hear in the background and go, oh yeah, I love that song. I think that's because Violator is on all those lists. Which came first? I think the hype came first. I think people decided this was the best Depeche Mode album and mm. that's why that's the case. There's nothing better than debating super fans of bands like this about which album is the best. I can't imagine having that conversation. You have to have this conversation with a Depeche Mode fan though. After Depeche Mode became Depeche Mode, all of their albums sound 100% exactly the same. It's almost weird how consistent this band is. You can press play on songs they've come out with in the last five Even years. Recently, yes. And it sounds identical yes. to the 80s album. They have a sound and they stick to it. Here's my question. If Violator is one of the best albums ever made, why isn't anyone saying Depeche Mode is one of like the 10 best bands of all time? Definitely doesn't happen. Because all their albums are as good as Violator. No one says that. No, no. The band is not on the top list. It's the album. Every criticism we've made of this band is present in the album Violator. I'm pretty sure- Every song. Every single one of these songs yeah, come on. is an example of how self-centered Depeche Mode lyrics are. Duh, Blue Dress. Blue Dress, put it on for me. Just saying. And I'll show you what makes the world turn. It's me, as long as you do what I want you to do. Yeah. How do you not listen to this and feel like shit? Yeah, I mean, sorry. Sorry for pointing out how awful your taste in music is on top of all of your other problems. And maybe how awful of a person you are, too. Oh, no. There's literally a song offering to be your Jesus. It doesn't get any more narcissistic than a messiah complex. It just doesn't. It's true. Your own personal Jesus. Have you ever heard Sammy Hagar's cover of Personal Jesus? No. <laughs> it's out there. Oh, dude. Johnny Cash covered this, right? In that cover album? Yeah, who gives a shit? Dude, it's horrible. But if I, your friends are huge Depeche Mode fans, you should bring up Johnny Cash because it will triggers the shit. Why? Be, I, I, I don't know, but it really upsets them. It was cool Depeche Mode to cover yes. Johnny Cash. You say that, or even just sometimes acknowledging the Johnny Cash version, say of Hurt, that it happened, pisses Nine Inch Nails fan off. Same thing with this song. I would bet that would work even better if you pretended to think that Marilyn Manson Yeah, that is, is who definitely, wrote this yes. song. For Personal Jesus, way better to say Manson wrote it. You should definitely say that to everyone. The reason why that is gonna make Depeche Mode fans so angry is because like we said earlier, Marilyn Manson would not have a career if, no, it, if it wasn't said, for Depeche yeah. Mode. I would want to take a few seconds right now for all the Depeche Mode fans listening to this. I agree with you. Marilyn Manson would not have a career if it wasn't for Depeche Mode. Yeah. Now what I want to do is make sure you take three fucking seconds to realize you're saying that Depeche Mode is the reason why Marilyn Manson happened. You hate Marilyn Manson. 
You're on our side. Yeah. Let it sink in. Take a deep breath. You're okay. Imagine if the biggest asshole that you went to high school with grew up and had a kid. How likely do you think it is that that kid's going to turn out to be an asshole? 100%. Marilyn Manson is Depeche Mode's asshole kid. Policy of truth is straight up about how lying is good and you should do it more. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the silence is basically telling someone to shut the fuck up because they're ruining your high. Words like violence, break the silence, come crashing in into my little world. This little world that he's in, either while he's fucking someone, which is super creepy and weird, <laughs> or in his little world of whatever substance he's taken that day. Painful to me, pierce right through me, can't you understand? Oh, my little girl. All I ever wanted, all I ever needed is here in my heroin. <coughs> that was a crazy sneeze, dude. I don't know. That was intense. I'm surprised this band doesn't have a song called Be Quiet and Spank Me. Musically, I Want You Now is exactly what it would sound like if someone made a song sampling all the noises a dude makes in a porno. Ends on a song called Clean. Now that I'm clean, this album's over, so yeah. I'm clean. <laughs> I'm going to get clean tomorrow. Yeah. Then they press play on it again. So you know how every episode we get people, oh yeah, well, if the band sucks so much, how come they're so popular and so successful? Which is a great argument, really. Because Dave fucking Matthews is massive. We've given a hundred examples of why it's a stupid thing to say. Great argument. You're defending all music that has ever been popular or commercially successful when you say that. Everything that's sold is amazing to you. Well, if you think about it, McDonald's is the largest food chain in the world. They're the best. McDonald's really probably is the best food you could possibly eat. At this point, I'm starting to feel like the more popular something is, the greater the chances are that that's actually an argument in our favor. Yeah. You know, I think the more popular something is, the more likely it is that it sucks, honestly. And just because 20,000 people a night go see Depeche Mode, doesn't mean it's good. It's not even just the thing that becomes the most popular thing. It's all the stuff that happens around it, too. In the Oasis episode, we talked about when they were the biggest band on the planet, they played two concerts for 125,000 people each night. Just Oasis. It wasn't a festival. They gave a free concert. 250,000 people showed up over two nights. You ever been in a crowd, 125,000 people? No, I have not. I, Never will. Yeah, me neither. Do you know why? Because if anyone ever said to me, do you want to go be in a crowd of 125,000 people? Hmm. I've been in crowds of about 50,000 people. It sucked a lot. You know what? I'm going to stay home. I'm not going. Not going to go. At all. But everyone who's in a crowd of 125,000 people is in a crowd of 125,000 people who all thought they would have a good time in a crowd of 125,000 people. If you were to look at their life choices on the whole, people that make bad decisions make on a regular choices. basis. Bad choices Therefore, all the time. maybe you can and should dismiss their taste in music. It is unwise to assume they're making better decisions yeah. anywhere in their lives. Another thing about all this popularity and success is it almost killed this band. After Violator, for some reason, became this... Explodes. Blown out of proportion thing... Gahan got all wrapped up in this idea that he was some kind of fraud because all he did was sang the songs that Martin Gore wrote. I don't know how much of this is Dave rationalizing this after the fact. Here's what I must have been doing psychologically. Here's what my therapist said I was doing. But if he knows what he's talking about, it looks to me like he decided the least he could do 
is live out all of these songs right. about debauchery. So at least he'd be telling the truth when yeah. he sang the songs. These songs are about drugs. I might as well do them. And he ended up with a very serious heroin addiction that he uh-huh. barely survived. When you see music videos from the songs of Faith and Devotion era, Dave has long hair and he looks like the devil having a real bad day. I was going to say he looks like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, yeah. But the devil works too. When you really actually know now, go back and look at it. Not cool. It's not comfortable. So there's all this pop popularity, all this success. Alan Wilder, basically how this band has always written songs is Martin Gore does a rough demo, hands it off to Alan Wilder, who goes into the studio and takes care of the rest of it, is what everyone makes it sound like. Alan Wilder starts to feel like he's not being appreciated, even fairly compensated for the level of contributing that he's doing to this band. So he just leaves. And then Dave Gahan, either because he needs to feel like he's a creative aspect of the band or because he wants to get paid like he's writing these songs, Mm -hmm. says he's got to write a certain number of songs on a Depeche Mode album for there to be any more Depeche Mode albums. I love that. Guys, I'm in the band, and if I don't get to write at least three songs (laughs) on every album, I'm going to quit the fucking band. Martin Gorsher just called his bluff and been like, cool, dude, see ya. This is one of those things that happens in most episodes of bands that we talk about. When they get successful, there was one person writing all the songs. Everyone else realizes that's the person who gets bigger paychecks. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got all sorts of problems. It happens with more bands than it doesn't. It happens with almost every band. Yeah, almost every (laughs) band that gets enough money coming in for it to matter this becomes a thing there really isn't even a reason to talk about all these albums after violator from any sort of creative critical analysis standpoint this band just keeps doing the same shit over and over again because it's what made them a ton of money it has kept them one of the biggest bands on the planet i mean when i was a kid on mtv and vh1 i must have seen the music video for that song dream on so many times i thought it was a car commercial All the music videos kind of look the same, too, because almost all of them were done by Anton Corbin. This band has an aesthetic. Yeah. Does the aesthetic match uh, Volkswagen, though? (laughs) Well, it's funny that I thought that song was a car commercial because Dave Gahan did do a car commercial for Volkswagen. Yeah. You can find the commercial still. It is on YouTube. German, I think. It is in German, yeah. It might have been in a bunch of other other languages, too, uh, even. The only one I saw was German. You can also find this little making of video (laughs) where they had (laughs) cameras on set interviewing the director and all these people. It's really, really embarrassing because Dave's in there talking about all the reasons why he thought the song was a cool fit for the commercial, you know? You know, I normally wouldn't do anything like this, to be quite honest, but uh, I thought that it was a good idea. I liked the way that there was almost, it's almost like I'm, I have a cameo at the end of the whole piece of film. Okay, so here's the thing. To me, some of the smartest people on earth are the ones that have the ability to pitch a megastar musician and convince them to be in a Volkswagen Golf commercial. Not a high-end Volkswagen, a Volkswagen Golf. Dave Gahan could buy 3,000 of tomorrow. It's not even a cool car. That's what I'm saying. Not a cool car. It's not at all. He doesn't need money. He doesn't need more fame. He might have needed money. I don't know. I don't know how much I mean, I guess it's possible. I think... Whoever actually pitched him the idea was so good. What could you possibly? It does not make this guy look cool. If you think that this is a cool guy. You should watch the commercial. You should or you shouldn't. You know, the VW Golf is one of the dorkiest cars I have ever seen. The new Beetle would have been a better car. Yeah, it always is the case. I am always perplexed. The people 
that are mega famous, mega rich rock star musicians doing the dumbest commercials. This is such a dumb commercial. The dumbest the, shit. The concept for it is this is a car that appeals to such a wide variety of people with from all different walks of life. So it shows all these different types of people riding in a VW Golf while a different version of the song, People Are People, Every time. plays yeah. to match it. Flower, hippie. People are people, so why should it be? Upbeat, active lifestyle, upbeat, active version. Kids. Then Gahan's at the end, driving a VW Golf. Wearing no shirt and a leather vest. Which should never happen. It's not like he, he doesn't have any lines. He shouldn't be driving at all. But also what he's doing is driving this VW Golf, nodding along as Depeche Mode's own version of People or People Plays. What a dork. No way it doesn't diminish his rock starness. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not funny. It just makes him look like a dork. The dork that he really is. If I had a Depeche Mode tattoo, you would get it lasered off. I have an idea. We should get matching Depeche Mode tattoos. What? That are just Volkswagen Golfs with Dave Gahan driving them. The Volkswagen logo, but with D and M instead of yeah, V and W. Perfect. W sideways to turn it into an M. And that D almost, yeah. Yeah. I like to think that Dave Gahan thought it was a good idea to be in this commercial because right now he's out there somewhere driving a VW Golf, listening to his band's music from 30 years ago. Maybe it's actually happening right That's now. That's what he's into. If your favorite band is Depeche Mode, your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for another Leather Daddy episode of Your Favorite Band Sucks. That's how it's done, people. That is how it's done. Send this episode to every narcissist you know, tell them to take a long, hard look in the mirror without doing any rails, and follow the podcast on social media. We are at YFBSpod on Twitter and Instagram. You're probably going to have to search your favorite band sucks on Facebook because that website is hell. But once you're there, Facebook's actually probably the best place to follow us on social media because that's where all the boomer comments are coming in from. There's just so much more we could talk about with this band. Of all the bands that we've promised the part two on, I would be surprised if we don't come back. This has got to be one of the most ridiculous bands that people take seriously. The vocal samples and behind the wheel sound like something Danny Elfman would put on the Beetlejuice score. And people cried to it. <laughs> yeah, I've just been really getting into Danny Elfman's scores lately. It just feels close to who I am as a person, you know? While listening back to this episode, I noticed a weird little thing leading up to that Gap commercial snippet. The way I said leather pants and jackets syncs up perfectly to the beginning notes of Just Can't Get Enough. I'll let it play a couple times right here so people can hear it. Leather pants and jackets. Leather pants and jackets. Leather pants and jackets. Leather pants and jackets. Yeah, just ruined that song for you. Good luck ever hearing Just Can't Get Enough Again without thinking the words leather pants and jackets over and over the whole song. Okay, it is getting to the end of the year, and that usually means that the podcast takes a break. We're going to do that again. However, we are sticklers for tradition here at Your Favorite Band Sucks. There is going to be another Christmas music episode. That is actually the next episode of this podcast, 
and then we're going to go on a break. Giving ourselves a little bit of breathing room over the holidays. You're going to be busy. You're not going to miss us. You're going to be fighting the crowds, trying to get presents. But we will be back with a Christmas music episode.